بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guided us through the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam our divine guidance comes through the nabi the rasul the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam no muslim can claim he or she is guided by allah directly except a nabi except a prophet and the last of all prophets is rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was born in makkah passed away in medina our guidance is through the human institution as the quran mentions this reality several times walaw anzalna malakan laqudi al-amr that had we sent down an angel as a rasul as a messenger the matter would have been finalized and allah would punish people immediately for not believing but going through the human institution of the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and other prophets allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows human beings to take time to think to ponder and then finally to accept so it is this uh, gradual uh, approach to guidance that a nabi and a rasul talks about a nabi and a rasul as human beings they know and appreciate the emotions of other human beings and as they go through their guidance themselves more and more guidance all the time they are able to understand and relate to the guidance of human beings we must appreciate this phenomenon because of the time we live in <coughs> the time we live in is uh, almost a time of moral anarchy nobody believes in guidance anymore in the your your mainstream american society i do what i feel is good that's the norm i don't need a referee in life to tell me this is good or this is bad i may even have laws to say i can't do this legally but that doesn't mean to say that i won't do it so the whole debate in the country about so many issues so many issues where you can legalize marijuana for instance in that debate you see that human beings nowadays don't want to be regulated by any system it's not just religion by any referee 
People want to do what they feel is good. This shows a level of moral anarchy that I'm talking about. That you don't believe in any higher authority. With Islam, you have to believe in a higher authority at two levels. One is at the divine level that there is a God, a supreme being, the supreme creator who made you, created you, takes care of you, will give you death, he will resurrect you and he will meet you on the day of judgment. This higher divine authority every Muslim has to believe in in order for them to claim they're Muslim. The other authority they must believe in is Rasulullah. That he is there not simply to say that he receives wahi from Allah, but he is there to guide me, to give me guidance in my life. What is good? What is bad? What is evil? What is now something that uh, will bring me salvation and what is that will not bring me salvation? I need to see him as an authority and as a referee. <coughs> this is the meaning of Muhammad Rasulullah. Muhammad is still our Rasul as we speak. <coughs> it's not that his, his Nabuwa, his Risala has discontinued. His Prophet is, it continues until the Day of Judgment, even after. So nowadays, the, the discussion that is in mainstream America, and also now unfortunately seeped through into the Muslim community, that you see more and more younger people who fall prey to this ideology and this myth that I don't need to be told by anyone in my life to do this or that. But that's fine. You don't want to listen to your parents, okay. You don't want to listen to your teachers, maybe that's okay. You don't want to listen to your family members, maybe even that's okay. But at some point, if you claim that you are Muslim, you have to concede that Muhammad is my guide at the level that we see him as a guide. This is critical for Muslims to remain Muslims. So if someone says, I want to do this, I don't find this to be immoral because I don't see the logic behind the immorality of this act or what I'm doing or what I'm not doing. That's okay if you're an anarchist. But if you're Muslim, it's not okay. Because if the Prophet said, this is wrong, or this will severely jeopardize your chances of salvation on the Day of Judgment, then you can't do it. Not that you shouldn't do it, you can't do it, because this will cause you immense confusion, disturbance, inner, uh, 
what do you call it? Depression. That you'll be longing for people to vouch for you, and you'll be longing for people to justify you and appreciate you and accept you the way you are. So what we see is that when we want to spread Islam, we must first and foremost appreciate that in our own lives, the Prophet Muhammad is our referee. He is our guide, he is our counsel, he is our savior, he is our leader. He is everything to us. Once we appreciate this, now we can spread the word and say we are Muslim. But if the Muslims themselves are disturbed by the idea that someone else is telling me what to do, how to eat, how to dress, how to behave, how to have relationships and how not to have relationships, what to drink, what not to drink. If someone else is doing this, then what is me? So there's this confusion that happens in the minds of Muslims, as I said, causes so many mental illnesses, so many forms of friction, communal, societal, domestic, what have you. It's from this root cause that human beings don't want a referee in their lives. They don't want to be told what to do. They want to be given the freedom <coughs> to choose what they want to do because they have a mind and they have emotions and they have feelings. Which is all good until you say you're Muslim. Once you say you're Muslim, you surrender. You surrender your volition and your freedom to choose. Because there's someone who has a higher understanding of life than you do. The understanding of a Nabi is far greater than the understanding of a normal human being. The access to knowledge that a Nabi has is far greater than the access to knowledge that any ordinary human being has. The intelligence that a Nabi has is far greater than the intelligence of any ordinary human being. That is our position and that is our aqeedah. The Nabi tells us about issues and realities that the mind cannot simply perceive. The mind doesn't perceive what's going to happen after death. No human being has experienced death and then come back to tell us this is what happened in the grave. No human being knows what's going to happen on the day of judgment. No human being knows what's happening in Jannah and what's happening in Jahannam. No one knows. Who knows? The Nabi knows. So the Nabi's intelligence and the Nabi's knowledge is far greater than the intelligence and knowledge of all human beings. So now, when you want to be guided in, say, uh, a savings plan, or you want to be guided about a legal issue, well, never mind that. You have a physical issue, a medical issue, or your car has an issue. You want to be guided. So people don't go around saying, I'm an anarchist. 
I don't believe in rule. I don't want a referee to tell me what to do. So, there, you will do what the mechanic tells you to do. You will do what the doctor tells you to do. You will do what the lawyer tells you to do. Why? You will do what your financial planner tells you to do. Why? Because you see benefit in it. When you don't see benefit in wahi, and when you don't see benefit in the knowledge that wahi gives, and you don't see benefit in the guidance of the Prophet Muhammad then you will conclude that there's no benefit for me in following Islam. Not following Islam is a result of ignorance. Jahal. Not knowing. And then you justify your emotions. And you justify your lifestyle. And you justify your behavior and your life based on that ignorance. Sure, you can say to the mechanic, I don't believe you. Be my guest. You can tell the lawyer, I don't believe you. I don't like you. Be my guest. You're a free person. You can do whatever it is you want. The Quran mentions this. فَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيُؤْمِنُ وَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيَكْفُرُ Whoever wishes they may believe and whoever wishes they may disbelieve. The choice is given to every human being. But if you make the wrong choice, be ready for the consequences. If you don't follow the advice of your mechanic, be ready to let go of your car. If you don't follow the advice of your lawyer, be ready for something else, maybe even jail time, and so on. The choice is given to every individual human beings. Allah doesn't take away that choice. You have a choice to believe or not to believe. Once you believe, then you must follow the rules of that system of belief. And if you choose not to believe, then be ready for the consequences. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us in the Quran. So it's a challenge for all human beings in every time, all societies, all civilizations, that no one is going to force you to believe. But then you must be ready to follow the road of your choice. You choose this road, it will lead you to a certain destination. And if you choose this road, it will lead you to a different destination. Muslims, when they present Islam, must be sure that they believe Muhammad is their personal guide. That he's their personal life coach. That he's their personal consultant. Until Muslims appreciate this, I can't see dawah. You can't preach to others what you don't believe in itself. Muslims must believe first, as the Quran says, Ya ayyuhalladhin amanu, aminu. Oh, you who believe, believe. Meaning those who believe must believe. It's an act, it's a conscious act. That you're consciously saying, I believe in Allah, I believe in Islam, I believe in Muhammad Once you reach this level of certainty, then you'll speak on behalf of Allah, you'll speak on behalf of Islam, you'll speak on behalf of Muhammad But before that, if you're in some kind of limbo, 
then you can only ask Allah for tawfiq and guidance and hidayah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us all. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen.